Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. Hard to describe what we're going to talk about. Rich and I are going to bat around aspects of E. We'll just leave it at that. But thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Rich's employer, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, ComC.com. I already said that once. We'll take, we'll uh, take it. We'll take, take two. Take it. ComC and ComC and ComC. Okay. Also, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports. Oh, gosh. I'm just going backwards. Why don't, why don't I'm you just top spinning in upper deck. No duplications of sponsors getting triple credit. Podcasting, and Rich, you really epitomize this, is that the podcasters that are successful, that, that are really helpful and enjoyable, it is that. They need to be helpful and enjoyable. And you know, I've said, well, I want to educate and I want to entertain. I, I certainly want to educate and I want to do it in an entertaining manner. People that are entertaining, there ought to be some educational or some helpful content as well. And I think most po- podcasts and YouTubers that are successful are, are doing probably both. But if they're real strong in education, little less entertainment, or real strong in entertainment, little less on the content... Uh, they still have to develop a following. To have influence, you've got to have followers. I'll start by talking about somebody who's not necessarily as hobby popular, but I think if you pay attention, they do a really good job, which is sports card radio. Once you get past oh, some of their yeah. screaming and yelling and all that, they give you a lot of information. It's just that they do it sometimes over the top. But if you really pay attention, they're giving you a lot of information. So sometimes even the most extreme of the podcasts on that level, do they have a persona? Yes. Okay. And that persona that they're consistent with, uh, they have a brand. It's a brand promise that they're not necessarily outrageous, but they're going to push the envelope. Some of the information that they give is their opinion, but they don't mince their words. In fact, they spice their words. Yes. So they're taking a position and they're starting a debate, sometimes with a person that's not on the air with them, but they state their position. And I've enjoyed a lot of those episodes because it's very provocative. Yes. Or evocative. Yes. We're going to do some and we're going to talk here. about so, evocative. So, what is, so is that what we're talking about? Evocative. Yes. It gets you thinking. There's an emotional engagement of, hey, these guys are talking about serious stuff. They're really worked up and it's twin brothers in, yes. in, in, in one case there. And they're very into it. And emotional, <laughs> for sure. But it's educational and entertaining. And they've helped other podcasters. Our friend Val said that, 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 that was the Val said that they were big influences on him. They were very early on in the yes. podcast game, more than ten, 10 years ago. Yeah. But they were evocative, and that's good. And they're also a bit emotional. Yeah. In a good way. Well, know. in a good way for them. They talk about how they have their license to carry. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want so to if you disagree. Yeah. Not, not necessarily. But yeah. the, the other one is engagement. I guess you could be entertaining and educational, but not engaging. If you don't engage, if you're not drawing people in, if there's not a relational aspect that the listeners or the viewers feel that you're coming alongside them, I think you do an excellent job of that. Because at the shows, they're going to come up to you or me or or any of these other podcasters and, and engage on a more personal level. Our mutual friend, Jeremy Lee, does a really exactly. good... He well, does, he can do that online. He, he does that he, online. He does that with his video. He has a video. Yeah. And he has guests and he, he, he's very good at drawing them in. He draws Excellent. them in. In yeah. fact, we're taping this tonight. He's doing somebody I actually knew from my Jersey days who's become very successful and had a very interesting life story and wants to go back and being a collector. And I, I'm going to tease him tonight again. Okay. That his favorite player growing up was Mookie Wilson. I said, you got to go really go back to your roots and get some Mookie Wilson stuff too. In addition to the high level stuff he's now getting. He's a really sharp guy. He's probably about 50. Your friend? Yeah. Okay. Cause I knew him when he well, was. Was that nice. Mookie Prime? That was Mookie Prime. Yeah. Be 10, 12. 
whatever. But, you know, I know if I remember to do that, Jeremy will probably bring it into the air for fun. Okay. Let's talk about another E word that I think Jeremy epitomizes in a special way in the sense that most podcasters who have long form episodes are not efficient. Oh, he's very efficient. And he's very efficient. And so many of the podcasts that I listen to, and they're enjoyable, they're entertaining, they're educational, but they're not efficient. So there's some good stuff in there, but over two hours, it's not all good stuff. Jeremy keeps it. He also plans the show before. He does homework. He does homework. That's part of the efficiency. That is part of the efficiency. He's prepared. I told him, I don't care, we'll wing it. But I know he'd much rather at right. least talk and at least say, what does you want to talk about? Yeah. I like winging it because winging it is what is what's well, fresher. I it's think. fresher. It's more dynamic. He also, if something comes up, you can switch on a dime. He keeps it moving. He yes. is switching on a dime because he's plugging into yeah. a comment or a question from somebody. Okay, another E word that, that I think is probably maybe from you, but empathy. I'm thinking you're... Empathetic, yes. But so is John Newman. Yes. I think John Newman brings a lot of that into his Sports Card Nation family of podcasts. And that's fun to tap into, but you can see that's part of his appeal. It's different than just raw. There's a raw emotional aspect to it, but it's really the hobby is the people. And right. so and, he, he's standing by that. And John's switching careers literally in midstream. Uh, this week. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's moving toward what is his giftedness, I think. Uh, having, having, his, ha- I, I, let me rephrase do. that because I don't want to say having had a wife since we're still married, but having <laughs> had a wife who now is teaching special ed, but yeah. was a special ed when she was on dialysis. Yeah. So she didn't have to do anything at the end of the day. Right. She was an aide, which is what John is. What he's going to do. He's going to teach gonna assistant do. for special. Yeah. And he'll be terrific. He'll be wonderful. It's a tough job. Okay. But that empathy is what makes him a good podcaster. Yes. I don't get high marks on that, but it doesn't mean I don't have those feelings, but I'm not probably as good as expressing them. But you were pretty good. You owned a company. You learned, you had to learn how to be empathetic towards people. Well, the, there's no school. There's no course. I don't think. Maybe you get a degree in psychology or something. You don't, n- nobody prepares you to be the boss. You nobody just, prepares you, you to be the boss. And I'm trying. And I, those things pop up. I'm training five or six people currently. I want to say training, but I'm working with a bunch of new people at ComC. And most of them are great. And one of them, I just, I don't know how to reach that person to get him to be better. Yeah. Maybe it'd help if you, you don't live in the same town though, right? Uh, no, so he's, he's in Washington. I'm just saying. So I mean, that's extra hard when they're far away. But again, podcasting is a remote medium as well. One of the other E words that I thought originally would be a bigger deal is experience. Because if experience counts, then you and I are pretty far up there, pretty far up there. But there's some podcasters that are very successful, that are doing a great job, that you and I both enjoy, who have way less experience. And they don't bluff. They don't pretend like they've got a lot of experience. They have the joy of uh, experiencing the hobby and uh, sharing their story and uh, not overselling that they've been in it since they were a little kid. They maybe collected, then they quit, and then they came back. But they have that sense of wonder. Do you think I'm overrating or underrating experience? Or I, it's just room for everybody? I think there's room for everybody. When you and I talk about a 62 top set, yeah. you collected, I collected a master's. Well, you went back. Because I got high numbers from my brother collected okay. for a short point. I actually had the high numbers to start and a few other cards. What a great brother. Yeah, he Brothers. got high numbers and he got 63 FLIR uh, hmm. and not much else. But I ended up with those cards. So I actually had the high numbers to start, which was cool. And a lot of them. So I was able to go back, but I built a master set of 62s in the mid-late 70s. It was the first set I really finished. And then I went to 57, then it was all downhill from there. But I still remember the experience. I knew the career I was going to end up in after card number 318, Mickey Mantle, the old Sport American, before you used the name checklist book, said action card eight, because that's what on the checklist. 
I'm in the old sports corner store one day. I see Mantle in action. I said, I don't know that card. It's number 318. And I told somebody from that point on, I vowed I never want anybody to go through what I had to go through to figure out what card number 318 was. Another aspect is just the energy or enthusiasm that podcasters can bring to it. It's one of the things people like about you. Again, it's, I guess there are announcers who can be low-end energy, matter-of-fact. It's more the play-by-play than the color person that's well, if you adding listen- that. But you need some energy and enthusiasm somewhere along the way to really get the engagement for the educate. Like we're talking about John Newman. If you're a teacher and you're not inspiring in any way, you bring low energy to it, and the students really can't get into it, it's not helpful. The education is not going to happen. Not that you're going to get up and do a tap dance. But you have to have some aspect of, I think enthusiasm helps. Bo, One Million Cubs, he does a podcast. He also is now going full-time into cards. And the thing about Bo is Bo was also a radio guy. So Bo, when he was younger, announced tons of basketball and baseball and all the sports, high school sports. So he has a lot of experience announcing on the radio. And having done college radio and having done a lot of, we've talked about the interviews I've done on the radio, having done a lot of that, there's an experience to doing that. And if you're really into it, you sound like you're enthusiastic. They used to talk about radio disc jockey, rock and roll radio disc jockeys in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And they would say the good ones, they're the ones that turn the volume up when they hear a song they like. Yeah. The other thing I think we have going for us is that a positive tone ought to bring a smile to your face. We're not talking about very many negative things that ought to get a frown or a discouragement. We're talking about sports. And right? even on the tribute episodes we do, we tr- always want to bring up the good the things. The positive notes. That's like a funeral. If you go to a funeral and they're talking about how what a rotten scoundrel the person was, that's not a, you, you better pick better friends or something. I, I think that's uh, why I, I like the happen. Irish. I think that's why I like the Irish wake idea. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did people tell stories that Tom reads? I missed that. That would have been great. Yeah. I'm, that's. We talk about funerals we regret not going to. I was up for a wedding, and I didn't think about changing my flight to do that. Yeah. And it was also the weekend before 9-11, so, oh, boy. Yeah. I still think my goal, primarily, I think, how about this? My goal is to educate, and you bring the entertainment. I I think there's something to be said for that. (laughs) Because I think I'm more of an educator than entertainer, so I need to be true to myself. But I am delighted in having you and others as well that add a dimension to it, give people something that they can enjoy as well as appreciate that they're learning. I've told you the story, and I, I don't know if we've mentioned on the air. I'm at one of Kyle's shows, the one by the airport. Guy through the mask even. <laughs> guy hears me, oh, Rich. Oh, I hear you all the time on Jim's podcast. You're great. And I go, do you want to meet Dr. Beckett instead? <laughs> yeah. And okay. Yeah. Somebody. Who I just, don't recognize his voice. Uh, <laughs> right. No, well, you were sitting down. You were facing him. You're well, not I'm a- keeping quiet, probably, Rich. <laughs> you're at Ron and Rhett's table. Yeah. And I go, that's worthy of an introduction, and you're sitting five yeah, feet yeah. from me. Okay, you go talk to him. <laughs> it wasn't that I was trying to get rid of him. It's, hey, why don't you talk to... And he talked to me for a while. He was an interesting guy, and it was great to hear that people really enjoy what we talk about. Because yeah. you're right, it's positive tone. It's, in some ways, enthusiastic. And we want to bring people in a little bit differently. We, yeah. we bring them in after the fact, which is a little bit different. Well, I've said this in the company. I, I loved working with all you guys, but I don't think I was an inspiring leader as much as we did inspiring things. Well, and I we worked you... in an inspiring industry, and that's okay. Can I don't you... need to lead the cheer as much as I wanted to be a good example. Can I disagree with you on that? Well, you were an inspiring well, leader. Well, you were an inspiring leader in two ways. Your belief in your faith, yeah. which we talked about. Okay. Also, in, in how hard you worked. You didn't exactly sit and say, I'm the boss, 
get me the one page summary and that's all I'm going to do is just look at summaries. Yeah. You had done your years in the trenches. Yeah. You had packed the first issue when the hundred boxes come out. Who packs the hundred boxes to send to the dealers? You. I wanted to make sure they got exactly a hundred because otherwise <laughs> they'd be saying, hey, you shorted me. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I didn't delegate that. This is... <laughs> but still, you packed I them. hear you. Yeah, I hear you. You did the overnights yeah. back in the day. It I mean, you, you probably should have delegated that a little bit earlier. Yeah, but... uh, probably the little heart attack has something to do with that. But no, thanks, Rich. Rich, I appreciate that. My goal still is to influence the influencers. And, and to do that, uh, if you don't have a little dose of entertainment with the education, it probably doesn't happen as well. So you bring a lot to it, Rich. I really appreciate you and your participation and other guest well, hosts as well. well. I'm just going to point out, you have a future guest who emailed me back and said, okay. I've talked to the BBC, okay. but I don't know if I'm worthy of Dr. Beckham. Okay, well, just, <laughs> I am so retired now. <laughs> have the BBC call me. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house of God. Man